1: relax be heard and be understood it's a show where men can be men now here's the coach who has your back Linda Gross
2: welcome everybody to another edition of the men's advocate show with me your host Linda Gross I am fired up to tell you about today's show we're going to be talking about the best way to write a dating app A great profile is key if you are tired of spinning your wheels and sick of not being successful. Of course, compelling photos are all important to men, but women are not motivated by photos alone. Sure. You'd love it if every girl could give you the benefit of the doubt and magically see what a fascinating, unique, loving person you are, but that's not how online dating works. No one is here to cut you a break, but there are ways to pierce the veil. And the good news is it's not as hard as you think. Okay, so here's a couple of uh one-liners, openers that I thought were pretty interesting, Um, someone said, like cheese, let's discuss further. I love this one because it is second C, what I call connect with her. So you find commonality and you connect with her, which is the best way to get through to a woman. Right? Um, By the way, a lot of my Uh, tips to you are based on my research in my book, The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. So there are four tenets and i believe that if you if a man follows these four tenets they can win over any woman anywhere anytime doesn't matter about race color creed religion or any of that stuff because these are universal truths that hold hold true inherently it's part of our biological drives right so this thing about like cheese question mark again it's an opener that connects you to her. And this is why I like it so much and why it will work. Another great one that I saw was the guy writes, I'm an adult. I have a Costco card. (laughs) Women love this kind of thing because basically what you're telling her is that you're not selfish, that you, you know, can think for someone other than yourself, meaning she and the baby and the family and whatever that you are, you've now graduated to adulthood and you can be inclusive of other people. That's why this one works. Um, All right. So it's part of connect with her second C. It's also part of caring because otherwise if you didn't care, you know, you wouldn't include she and the family in your life. Right. So that's why this one works. Another good uh, trait to do is pick your picture with an animal. Again, same kind of thing as the one that I just mentioned. It says that you're responsible for, for some being other than yourself, and women love that. Also, women seem to think if you can take care of an animal, you can take care of a child. may not be true, but that's the conclusion that women draw. Now, one the opening line that I used on my personal profile when I was dating was I love to hear that certain smack when you hit the golf ball just right. Now, why did this work? So, this line will work for men for many reasons, and it worked really well for me. I got a lot of hits based on just that one line. First of all, uh, men are hearing dominant when it comes to non sexual endeavors. That's why I use the word hear rather than see. Uh, the word smack can have a double meaning. You know, in this case, I was referring to the smack sound that the golf ball makes. But, of course, you can, you know, use the uh, double intended word, you know, in a sexual way as well. Golf, well, because men like sports. I like golf. So, you know, it's nice to pair the two things together. Men are typically physical. So if you mention things that have to do with being physical or sports, men like that. Just right, you know when you hit the golf ball just right. So why do men resonate to that? Because men are linear. So you can't be flailing and hit the ball correctly. So it's best if, in golf, it's best if the ball travels in a straight line and men are linear. So they want to get there, right? Point A to point B. That's how men's brains work. All right. Would this line work the other way around no (laughs) no because in my book in chapter one I go through all the differences between the sexes I know for the last uh, 40 years or more media has brainwashed everybody that the sexes are the same they act the same women should act just like men blah 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 it's not true all right so no this line would not work for women, women don't care in in general. They don't care about sports. They don't care about physical. Um, and it, the opposite is true for women when it comes to non-sexual endeavors. Women are visual. So, again, this would not work the other way around. But anyway, for a woman trying to pursue a guy, it worked great for me. All right. So what is a line that, um, you know, you can use with her. Well, here you go. Um, so you know how you always, like, open the conversation? How are you? How are you? I hate those how are you, by by the way. I would much prefer you to skip the highs, the hellos, or hi, beautiful, because she's heard that a thousand times, if not ten thousand times. But if you do say hi. The response to that, to her, from a guy going to a girl, say something like, better, now that you're in it, see what I did just there? Again, it's second C. It's connecting with her. So women love that. Women love when you find ways to either find commonality or to connect with her. So the line was, better better. Now that you're in it, what a great way to start a conversation (laughs) as a guy. I love that line. All right. So, a generic profile that doesn't say much or says the wrong things will be overlooked by the very woman you truly hope to connect with. bad or misleading pictures and it's no wonder that you're getting skipped over there are lots of quality singles online if you hope to meet them speak to them as if they are the one person not the masses meaning she wants to be singled out and as i write in my book She is raising her hands, flailing her arms in the air, saying, pick me, pick me, pick me. So you don't want to appear that you're doing a cut and paste and saying the same thing to the masses. You have to appeal to her and make her feel like she's the most important person in the room or, in this case, the most important person on the dating site, right? So how do you do that? You have to read. You have to look at her profile. You have to look at the picture. You have to find something in common and do the second C, which is to connect with her. Misleading pictures, what do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to circle back to that one, more about that one later. So imagine that your ideal partner is going to read your profile. How will she want to match with you? So I want you to follow follow the following crucial steps to make sure that you are not only getting her to open the door, but to stay engaged with you, right? So that's what we're talking about. So uh, if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about the best way to write a dating app, how can you get through the rubble? you want to stand out, you want to engage her, you want her to continue to talk to you, uh, how do you do that? That's what we're talking about. So call us at 323-642-1677. 3 3 7 7. Again, that number is 323 642 one six seven seven and you can also hit me up on my chat line and of course that that address is right here on blogtalkradio.com blogtalkradio.com forward slash d t linda gross forward slash d t linda gross so we're going to go over more tips when we come back from the break we'll catch you right back after the break don't go anywhere
0: Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked
2: Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about the best way to write dating apps. Yes, indeed. So, you know, how can we uh, give this a good spin? Well, give a snapshot of who you are and how you live your life. What do your best friends know about you? Give that slice of you. I don't want you to give your job title or where you work. That's a little too cut and dry. Um, so let's say your favorite meal is spaghetti and meatballs, and you set out tonight to make homemade spaghetti sauce. And darn it, you forgot to buy tomato sauce. Now what? What did you improvise with? The answer, by the way, is tomato soup or even ketchup. So what you might want to do is say, oh, darn, I forgot. I went to the store, but I forgot to buy the tomato sauce, and here's what I did instead to improvise. So that's showing a little side of yourself. It's not really bragging, but it shows confidence. It shows good humor it shows that you're easygoing and that you're a problem solver it shows a lot of good qualities by doing this so you know it's definitely i give it my thumbs up a lot of dating advice will say to list your best qualities hey i'm funny outgoing creative loyal affectionate or intellectually curious but I disagree with this advice because to me it just sounds like bragging and bragging won't get you too far. Instead, smart women are drawn to action because action speaks to confidence. Words are cheap and won't get you too far. Instead, Show her what you did that was funny or affectionate. Describe the moment. So rather than saying, I'm affectionate, you know, the story might go something like this. There was a sudden unexpected downpour when we went on uh, this date that I remembered. I pulled her in closely so I could share my jacket that I put over our heads, My heart was pounding, but I kept focused to get us out of the rain. When we were finally safe, I went in for a kiss. And as you can imagine, it was the kiss of a lifetime. Women love this kind of stuff. So basically, you don't want to brag. You don't want to say your qualities because that's boring. Everybody does that. You want to show her what you did in a particular situation. See the difference? Okay, next up, do you want to meet? Of course, you want a woman who looks good. Let's go beyond that. So force yourself to make a list of 10 other characteristics that you're looking for. If you don't want a smoker, a couch potato, but rather someone who does work out at least three times a week, and you want her to be financially responsible, meaning no car repos, make that list now and keep to it. Of course, this is going to take some sleuthing on your end as you can't directly ask these questions. But hey, that's the fun part about dating is to get to know the person. If You can't ask if she's a couch potato. So instead you have to say questions like, do you like to play or watch sports? So if she says, I like to play tennis, then your follow-up question could be, well, what type of racket do you play with? Now, if there isn't a solid answer, it probably means she's lying to look good. Now, if she likes to work out Let's say her answer is she likes to work out three times a week. Then ask her what her favorite workout shoes are. Again, it's a gentle way to trip her up, as most girls will lie about sports or working out because they know that these qualities are important to you. So don't don't fall for it. You've got to ask the follow-up questions, all right? Find commonality, as I mentioned before, which is second C, connect with her. Explore. See if you both came from the same town, went to the same school, frequented the same coffee store, or maybe you guys visit the same farmer's market regularly. Find out what you have in common and then expand on that. Tell her what your experience is with that activity or event, then ask her hers. So this gains lots of points. We all have to eat, so tell her your favorite food and why, and then ask hers. We all have to rest, so tell her your way of relaxing, then ask hers. Some of us get energized tell her yours. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's the ocean. Maybe it's drawing. Then ask hers. Connect, connect, connect. I can't stress this enough. It's the leading way to uh, make a connection with somebody, especially a woman. All right. So, let's, let's circle back to the bad and misleading pictures. Misleading. Don't have pictures with Any other woman in them, I know you put them in there because you think you stand with a hot girl, that if you stand with a hot girl, she will think you can pull hot girls. Never mind that this was some random chick sitting on the bar stool next to you. Forget it. It doesn't work. Don't do it. If it was an old girlfriend, then she thinks you're not over her yet because why are you still using her pic in your profile? Maybe it's a sister or a family member. No, no, equally bad. Again, she will think it's an old girlfriend that you're not yet over. Not a good idea. All right, what else makes for a bad picture? Poor lighting. Please don't do this. Come on. I mean, we live in in the age of fabulous smartphone uh, technology with amazing cameras. Please make sure the picture does not have poor lighting. Either use Photoshop or use your editing software to to filter it and make the lighting better. Um, if if it's not fixable, don't use that picture. It's that important okay men listen up i know you men like full body shots the reason why is a it's a biological reason i've talked about this many times before you want to see her hip to waist ratio she on the other hand is not you she doesn't want a full body shot she wants a face shot a close-up why because she wants to read your personality. Make sure that your primary shot is a face shot and make it the best picture on your profile. If you're not good at selfies, ask your buddy to spend some time with you until you get the right shot. Then ask a woman you trust, someone who's not gonna be jealous of you um, that you're dating to rate the picture. Um, If it's good, great. If it's not good, back to the drawing board to take more pictures. What else? Well, leave out the negative. Yep, you heard me. Don't talk about your ex. Don't talk about how much you hate your job or boss. Don't talk about you don't think you make enough money or your shitty apartment. Quit saying you don't want a woman who is high drama. Uh, What you're doing is also a form of drama. Have you ever thought of that? Drama attracts drama. Alone should motivate you to get past your hurt. Negativity keeps you stuck as a victim. So people who don't like their surroundings don't talk. Instead, They take action to make things better. Got it? Okay. Leave out the angry. I don't know what made you angry. Maybe you hate your father. Maybe someone molested you as a child. Maybe you hate your boss. Maybe you hate your girl in high school who cheated on you. Whatever it is, get that handled. Get coaching pick me, pick me, because I do coaching. Um, but by the way, you can find me on my website, themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com forward slash coaching, and we'll get this handled for you. So we either get coaching or go to therapy. You know, you've got to get past the anger. So take these steps to stop being an angry person. Stop having road rage. That's part of anger, too. So it's not a good look. You really need to get over this. It's, it's not pretty. All right? Not handsome, I should say. All right. What else? Well, spell check. It's so easy. How do you do it? Actually, I'm going to let Microsoft Word do it for you. So cut and paste your profile into a Word document, right? It will squiggle the words that are misspelled or are out of place. And if you right click, it usually will give you the correction. So you don't even have to have any brain power with this, it'll do it all for you. So just like I said, cut and paste the whole thing, put it in a Word document, it'll do it for you. That you care about presenting your profile in the best light also means that you will care about her. So it's an easy and essential quality to have. Right? So easy. Okay. If you have just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about the best way to write a dating app, you can call us on this topic, 323-642-1677. Again, that number is 323-642-1677. Or on the chat line, blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DTLindaGross forward slash d t linda gross all right so when we come back from the break i'm going to be talking about a math genius who hacked his way into ok cupid to find his true love all right so we'll catch you right back after the break
1: Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you.
2: Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me. Your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about what's the best way to write a dating hack a dating app, right? Um, these are some uh, to dos and things to avoid on on writing your dating app, right? You want to get through the pack. You want to be successful so I want to share with you a story about how this math genius hacked OKCupid to find his true love. Um, Again, you can call us on this topic if you have a question or a comment. 323-642-1677. 323-642-1677. All right. So what did this guy do? Well he was in a cramped fifth floor cubicle at UCLA's math sciences building, working on his PhD dissertation. It was three in the morning and he clicked open a second window to check his OkCupid inbox. He had been searching several dating apps in vain since his last breakup, which was nine months earlier. He sent dozens of cutesy introductory messages to women, who were touted as potential matches by OkCupid's algorithms. Most were ignored. He had gone on only six six first dates. As he was working on his thesis, it dawned on him that he was doing it all wrong, that he had been approaching online matchmaking just like any other user, and that wasn't getting him anywhere. And then he realized that he should be dating like a mathematician. So OkCupid was founded by a Harvard math major in 2004, and it caught... Uh, daters' attention because of its computational approach to matchmaking. Members answered droves of multiple-choice survey questions on everything from politics, religion, family, to love, sex, and smartphones. On average, respondents selected 350 questions from a pool of thousands. Which of the following is most likely to draw you to a movie? Or how important is religion and God in your life? So for each answer, the user rates how important the question is to them on a five-point scale from irrelevant all the way to mandatory So OkCupid's matching engine uses that data to calculate a couple's compatibility. The closer to 100% in theory means that it's a mathematical soulmate, right? You want to get closer to that number, the better. So mathematically, McKinley's compatibility with women in Los Angeles was abysmal the OKCupid's algorithms uh, use only the questions that both potential matches decide to answer. The match questions McKinley had chosen, more or less at random, had proven unpopular. So when he scrolled through his matches, fewer than 100 women would appear above the 90% compatibility mark. And that was in a city containing some 2 million women, approximately 80,000 of them on OkCupid. The numbers were just all wrong for him. So on a site where compatibility equals visibility, you know, he might as well have been a ghost. He was not getting on their radar at all. So he realized he'd have to boost that number. If through statistical sampling, McKinley would ascertain which questions mattered to the kind of woman he liked, he could construct a new profile that honestly answered those questions and ignored the rest. He would match every woman in LA who might be right for him and none that weren't he would have just avoid the ones that weren't good matches for him so mckinley used what's called python scripts to rifle through hundreds of okcupid survey questions he then sorted female daters into seven clusters like diverse or mindful each with distinct characteristics he set up 12 Fake OKCupid accounts and wrote a Python script to manage them. So, for those of you who are not in mathematics, Python is designed to facilitate data analysis and visualization. So, his script that he wrote searched his target demographic which was heterosexual between the ages of 25 and 45, a particular height, non-smoker, etc., cetera, et cetera, right? So to find the survey answers, OkCupid only lets its users see the responses of others, but only to questions that they themselves have answered. So he set up his bots to answer each question randomly. With this info, he was able to assemble the women's answers into a database. Then, after about 1,000 profiles were collected, he hit his first roadblock, Apparently, OkCupid has a system in place to prevent exactly this type of data harvesting. And one by one, his bots started to get banned because they were were using rapid-fire technology. So he had to train the bots to act like a human by adjusting their typing speed and slow that whole train down. After three weeks, he had harvested six million questions and answers from over 20,000 women all over the country. He narrowed his search to women in their mid-20s who looked like indie types, musicians, and artists. There was a second cluster of women who looked pretty cool to him, too. So they were slightly older women who held professional creative jobs like editors and designers. So he set up two profiles and optimized one for the A group and one for the B group. And then he set out to find out what interested them. Teaching turned out to be a popular topic for the women, so he wrote a bio that emphasized his work as a math professor, be the survey. The OKCupid members are notified when someone views their pages, so he wrote a program to visit the pages of his top-rated matches. Women reciprocated by visiting his profiles, some 400 a day, and the messages began to roll in. Hey there, your profile really struck me, and I wanted to say hi, wrote one lady. I think we have quite a lot in common, maybe not the math, but certainly a lot of other good stuff. All right. So, the math portion of McKinley's search was done. Now he'd have to go on the dates. McKinley's code found that the women clustered into statistically identifiable groups uh, tended to answer their OKCupid survey questions in similar ways. One group which he dubbed the Greens, were online dating newbies and the other group, the Reds, tended to be older and more adventuresome. After about a month of dating equally from both both profiles, he decided he was spending too much time on the freeway reaching the younger women who lived on the east side of Los Angeles. He ended up deleting them. He had been on more than 55 dates, with only three leading to second dates, and only one had led to a third. Then he came across a message from Christine. She was a 28-year-old artist and an abuse activist. He met her at the Sculpture Garden on campus, and he felt the connection immediately She confessed that she had made some tweaks to her profile before messaging him, so he responded in kind by telling her the whole story of his math hacking. The second date soon followed, then the third. After about two weeks, they had both suspended their OkCupid accounts. They each admitted that that all the math and coding is merely a mechanism to put them in the same room with each other. People are much more complicated than their profiles. Christine is currently on assignment overseas, and they have daily Skype calls. McKinley just pulled out a diamond ring and holds it up to the webcam, and of course she says yes. So they're not entirely sure when they'll get married. There's research to be done to determine their optimal wedding day. (laughs) I guess they'll have to use uh, the math program to figure out when that would be. All right. Well. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we've been talking about the best way to write a dating app. If you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about pedophilia. 18 is just a number. There are many powerful people who would like to destigmatize pedophilia, Over 800,000 children go missing in the U.S. annually. We've been seeing those milk cartons for years, for over 30 years, right? But we haven't really connected the dots. With the R. Kelly arrest, the Jeffrey Epstein arrest, and now his madam uh, girlfriend, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, the island may now just have to blow up. Let's find out what this affliction is and why it's been so intoxicating. So if you want to find out uh, last week's show, you can look it up right here on Blog Talk Radio in the archives. Or if you're not currently a subscriber, you can go to Google and type in the Men's Advocate Show, the Men's Advocate Show, and it should come up for you. By the way, on SoundCloud, you can listen to all five years of my shows. We're also on TuneIn, and if you type it into the Google search bar, I'm sure your favorite uh, podcasting uh, avenue will come up, and you can listen there. If you like my show, there's plenty of ways that you can show your love. You can listen, call, subscribe, chat, like my fan page, Follow, comment, share, tell a friend, advertise with Dart with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book, The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. It's the real truth about women that will change your life forever. By the way, my book link is on every Social media posts that I that I make. If you click on that book link, that's the right link um, to buy stuff on Amazon. Okay, you don't have to buy a book. You just have to start with that link. It has a special code in it, and if you click there first before you do your usual Amazon um, purchasing. Uh, I will get a few cents on the dollar and it helps to sponsor the show. So I, I would really appreciate that. Um, if you're not seeing the social media, you can always go to my website, themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and it says Amazon link. Just click on that and the, uh, the link is already embedded or you can go to Facebook. Um, there's an area there that, that highlights the Amazon link as well. I want to give a shout out to one of the sponsors of our show. Uh, his name is Vince Barrick. Vince Berrick. And he's an author of the book, how not to become a millennial, how not to become a millennial um, learning from America's largest sociological disaster. I read this book. It's a fabulous book really eye opening i think it not only applies to millennials but it applies to all of us really so it's it's a it's a great how it's a great insight on the socioeconomic condition of our country right now and what pitfalls to avoid and what ones to look out after All right. So again, thank you for joining us today. I hope to see you again next week. We're usually here Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on the Men's Advocate Show. Um, If you want to recommend a show topic or perhaps a guest that I should invite, Hit me up. I'm on IG, uh, Linda Gross Speaks, Linda Gross Speaks, or you can send me a a private message on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, all kinds of different ways you can find me. So make it happen or even on my website as well. So anyway, I look forward to hearing from you. Otherwise, we will catch you next week right here on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now. Have a great week.